0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So where we left the Kohen Gadol was that he had chosen the lots for the two goats, one goat to be slaughtered and one goat to be sent away into the wilderness. We're in the fourth chapter of Yoma. And now he's going to mark the two goats. He's going to identify them so they can't get mixed up. He's going to tie a thread of crimson onto the head of the goat which was to be sent away. He's going to stand it up opposite the place where it's going to be sent away. So he's Basically identified it and he's placed it. And he's gonna tie the, the thread between its horns. And actually we have a Pasuk. We we have a verse. It's from Yeshayahu, Nivarcha, Yomar Hashem. Come and let us reason together. I m If your sins be as scarlet, kasheleg Yalbinu, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be as red as crimson, you should be as wool. There's some idea that the sins start off red and go white, and that's by the way why we choose a thread of red wool to tie to the horns of both of these goats. Well, to tie, to, let's say to the heads of both of these goats. So the first goat is standing next to where it's going to be sent away, and that has the thread around its horns. Let's keep going and onto the one that's going to be slaughtered. It's poetic next to the place of sending away that's for the one that's going to be sent away and then next to the place of the slaughtering for the one that's going to be slaughtered and actually refers to the neck we're going to tr- tie this crimson um, cord round its neck because it's going to be slaughtered at the bottom of its neck that's how we we do shchita. so they they both have red thread tied on them but the red thread is tied in different places and that's how we know we're not going to get the two mixed up and then he goes back to his bull now we've already confessed once over the bull he's confessed over the sins of himself and his house or we said at the time maybe himself and his wife we're not sure but he certainly made the personal confession over the bull now he's going to come back to it he comes to his bull a second time and he presses his hands on him um, this is a, is a heavy pressing and he makes a confession. This is again the this is where in the Mishnah in Yom Kippur we have a concept of confession coming. And it's a it's a carbon copy Mishnah, practically. Vichach omer, and this is what he used to say, Hashem aviti But it's slightly different this time. Ani uveti, that's as last time. Am I and my house and The sons of Aaron, your holy people. So we can see that the confessions are, they're like ripples when you throw a stone into a pond. They're gradually, gradually expanding out from the body of the Kohen Gadol himself to his wife to the sons of Aaron. And the third confession that he makes, this is the second of the three confessions. The, the third of the confessions he makes will, of course, encompass the whole of the people of Israel. That's the one that he makes over the goat that is going to be sent over into the wilderness. And it's interesting. You'll see that I put a square bracket, and then, then he and then he says Amkuroshech, and then he says Ana Hashem Kapernah, please, O Lord, forgive. And I, we've mentioned this is pretty much a carbon copy Mishnah. We saw these words in uh, chapter three and kaufman interestingly doesn't even bother copying out the end of the mishnah so where i put square brackets here is material that you'll find in a printed text but kaufman doesn't even bother to put it in he just says etc because he knows you can copy it down from chapter three and then the 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 printed text says Please forgive the la avonot, the la avonot, the lapsheim, um, the lachataim, the aviti ufashti, ufashti, uchatati, livanecha niu veti Aharon amkuroshecha. The wrongdoings, the transgressions, the sins which I have committed, and transgressed, and sinned before you, I and my house, and the sons of Aaron, and your holy people. And then they they bring a pasu, kaketuba, to write more she'abdecha, kivayom hazeh chaperalechem, to lift the hair chem vikol, chatol techem. Lifnei Hashem Titaru. As it's written in the Torah of Moshe, further on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you of all your sins. You shall be clean before the Lord. And then they say Baruch Olam when they hear the name, they say, Blessed be the name of his glorious kingdom for ever and ever. So this part you will see in a printed text, but it's actually not in it's not in the manuscript. And then he's going to kill his bull. He's actually going to slaughter his bull. He's going to receive the blood in a bowl. bull. He's going to give it to someone who's going to stir it. He's, it's got to be stirred because the blood is going to be sprinkled on the altar. But the high priest has got other things to do for the moment. So someone is going to be tasked with holding this blood in the bowl and stirring it continually so it doesn't doesn't congeal doesn't go stiff because then of course we can't sprinkle it he stirs it up on the fourth pavement this word roved it might mean a mosaic it might mean a pavement it's some kind of fourth area anyway it's a flat area within the sanctuary it's not within the kodesh kodoshim it's somewhere an ordinary kohen can go but it's some kind of flat space it's the fourth space maybe it's the fourth step so it doesn't congeal and now he's going to do the incense bit so he takes the coal pan and he goes up to the top of the altar and he clears the coals one side to the other side he's been basically going to clear the coals away because he wants the really hot coals from the middle He's going to scoop it up from the inner embers. And And he's going to come down and place them on the fourth pavement, just as as next to this guy who's standing there stirring the bowl with the blood in it. So it's all in the same place. And that's where we get to so far in the description in in the timeline and now we've got so far in the timeline but we're going to take another little discursus it's very interesting practically every chapter so far that we've been learning from Yoma we go a little way along the timeline and then we take a little discursus and this discursus is something like manishtana you know manishtana why is this night different from all other nights well, this, the last Mishnah, the fourth Mishnah will remind you of Ma Nishtana. So we're still, okay, we're still taking the coals out. <speaking in Hebrew> On other days, he'd scoop out the coals with sil- with a silver coal pan and pour it into a gold one. <speaking in Hebrew> And he'd scoop it up with a gold one, and he'd actually bring them into the holy of holies with the gold one. On Yom Kippur, we do it with gold. On other days, he'd scoop up basically with one of four cubs. There's basically two cubs to a liter, so four cubs is two is about half a gallon. It's two quarts. It's quite a lot. On other, this is, I mean, he's, he's, he's basically, I mean, it's a lot of coals he's scooping up. You see why this is real work for the Kohen Gadot. It's, it's basically two quarts worth of coals. He'd scoop up with one of four cubs and empty into one containing three calves. And today we're not going to waste. So he just scoop up three calves, and we're going to bring them in. Maybe also we're giving that coin Gadol a bit less work, and we're not going to have coals scattered around on the floor. On other days he'd scoop up with one containing a se'ah. Now a se'ah is six calves. This is a gallon and a half. This is a gigantic This is a lot of coals. Um, and he'd pour out into one containing three cabs and then Rabbi Yossi agrees and he'd take him out he'd take out with one containing three cabs and he'd bring this into the holy holies and then we just sort of start to generalize on other days the pan was heavy today it was light maybe because it's made of gold on other days its handle was short, today it's long. Seems to me it's a bit easier to hold if it's a long handle. Or maybe because he's got to reach all the way into the middle of the Holy of Holies. On ordinary days it was made of green gold. We don't quite know what green gold is. Maybe it's just the opposite of, opposite of red gold. And some people translate this, by the way, as yellow gold, but the text clearly says green gold. yom the gold was green. adam today the gold is red. Just actually like this red thread that we used to tie, that we we tied these red threads that we tied onto the goats. Divrei Rabbi Menachem. That's according to Rabbi Menachem on other days he'd offer a pras this is a quantity of incense a pras in the morning and a pras in the afternoon that's for the regular tamid offering so we've already seen that the incense is offered on the morning tamid and on the afternoon tamid and we discussed yesterday the exact point in the ritual when the incense is offered but today there's extra hayom, um, today he he basically adds in two extra handfuls and then finally 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 on other days it was finally ground again i wonder whether this is some kind of reference to you know the germans have a saying my my um, grandmother used to quote it the way you know the god grinds i think the ways of god grind slow but they grind fine there's something about if you like a divine process which is slow but it's thorough and the incense is beaten especially fine there's we have a pasuk for it it's in um uh it's in Shmot, um it's in Shmot. is in kitisa the beginning of kitisa Vyasita otaktoret rokach maser okayach you shall make of it incense, a perfume after the perfumers. Mum mulachod seasoned with salt, pure and holy. And then Vishakta Mimenna hadek. You shall beat some of it very small. You have to beat it really, really fine. Binatata Mimenna Lifne Haiduba O'Halmued. And then you put it in front of the ark in the tent of meeting. Iva but I will meet you there. Kodesh Kodashim There's something incredibly holy about this incense, and it's ground incredibly fine. There's some incredibly, if you like, thorough process going on, and the Mishnah concludes with the list of differences with a list of manishtana, but It was actually ground pretty fine every day. Vehayom Daka min ha dakka. today it was ground the finest of the finest. well the whole of the rest of the chapter by the way carries on with this discursus and then the beginning of chapter five we get back in the timeline as if as if the Mishnah is is shuttling between telling us what went on but reminding us about you know why Yom Kippur is different why some people are different Uh, It's just why some values are different. It's reminding us about different things that are special on this day as it goes through its timeline. It's like a it's an enriched timeline. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah podcast with Benedict.